Alright, it's Biggie. Welcome to another episode of SYP Today. This is Tuesday night's episode. We're recording this at 10.30 after the NBA action tonight. The Toronto, the big news, Toronto Raptors lost to Milwaukee 108-97. And then the LA Lakers beat the New Orleans Pelicans 118-109. That was in the NBA today. The NHL action saw the Vancouver Canucks over the Montreal Canadiens 4-3 in overtime, the Toronto Maple Leafs 4-3 over Tampa Bay, the New York Rangers 4-3 over the Islanders, Winnipeg 4-3 over the or Washington 4-3 over Winnipeg. Lots of 4-3 games in the NHL. Let's start with the NBA in Toronto. The Raptors had a 2-point lead over the Bucks at halftime and they fell by 11 points. Pascal Siakam with 22 points. OG with 11, you got Freddie with 14, Kyle Lowry and Chris Boucher, Terrence Davis each getting 10 points. On the Milwaukee side of things, Giannis got 19, Chris Middleton got 22, 17 from Eric Bledsoe, 15 from Brooke Lopez. Uh, This is possibly an Eastern Conference Finals matchup with Milwaukee and Toronto. They played each other last year. Toronto won in six games. I still like the Raptors just you know this has been a good year for the Raptors I think better than most people were expecting for the Raptors with the Kawhi situation and how that all unfolded um it's kind of been a better than anticipated year but then Milwaukee has basically blown everybody out of the water in the east so now it was you know can the Raptors you know beat Milwaukee and really you know strike fear in the Bucks, and they lost by 11. They were winning by two at half, and then they lost by 11. So people are going to look at this score box, and they're going to look at the game as like, oh, Milwaukee's just too good. You know, four of Milwaukee's starters had double-digit points today. Milwaukee's just too good, which I don't think is the case. I, I think Milwaukee is good. Uh, I've said they're a regular, you know, they're a really good regular season team. Toronto is still my favorite to come out of the East. The fact that they were able to still get 10 points out of Chris Boucher and Terrence Davis, 9 points from Matt Thomas tonight. Serge has to do better with, you know, 5 points. It's just not good enough. They were out-rebounded too, I believe, the Raptors were. Because Giannis himself just had 19 rebounds. And that was pretty much more than, you know, Pascal, OG, and surge combined so that I think goes to show how incredible of an athlete Giannis is but how the Raptors if they're going to beat the Bucks, the Raptors need to rebound it's nice that Hollis Jefferson and Boucher got four you know got rebound you know 15 rebounds combined but you know total rebounds in Milwaukee 53-43 for Toronto that has to be better Toronto if they're going to beat Milwaukee they need to rebound better um, you know, really good night actually in, where is it, yeah, assist, 21, yeah, okay, sorry, just reading the wrong thing here, 21 assists, which is actually not too bad, Milwaukee had 23, but field goal percentage, 35, eh, you know, you'd like to see that number higher, 34% from three-point land, yeah, you'd like to, you know, you'd like to see that number higher, Milwaukee, just for perspective, they went one for three from three tonight. Um, 71% free throw 
percentage. 36 free throws from Milwaukee to 21 for Toronto. I don't know if the refs had an impact in this game, but that seems like quite a significant difference of free throws. Um, it also just goes to show that Toronto needs to stay out of foul trouble. It's foul trouble. It's staying out of the foul trouble and out-rebounding Milwaukee, so Milwaukee can't get those offensive rebounds. Toronto had nine offensive rebounds compared to Milwaukee's eight, but you can't let Milwaukee get extra time with the ball. You you have to... I, I, don't, know, I don't know if slow it down is the way to do it, but you have to limit the opportunities that the ball gets in Giannis's hands or Chris Middleton's hands or Lopez's hands. You can't let those guys get the ball. You have to just get those extra rebounds, get those extra turnovers that just take the ball out of their hands so it gives you a better opportunity to win. Um, 10 blocks for Milwaukee, 5 for Toronto. Yeah, 26 personal fouls tonight for Toronto. That That's, that's a bit too high. Um, last year in the Eastern Conference Finals, Toronto played a box and one where they essentially just allowed Giannis to come in the mid-range area, sort of just above the elbow. Not quite the elbow. They didn't let him go that far, but just about the elbow where his only options were to basically dish the ball out or shoot a floater slash, you know, mid-range two. And... Tonight it looked like he was getting some of that as well, but it looked like the Raptors were either trying to double him and you know make it, forcing him to throw it out to you know Grant Hill. It looked like they were wanting you know having to throw the ball out to Grant Hill sometimes, or having to throw the ball out to Bledsoe, even Wesley Matthews, who's Wesley Wesley Matthews is making some sort of a resurgence huh, with seven points tonight. Even DiVincenzo, he got five points tonight. Seven rebounds for DiVincenzo. But, you know, Giannis is becoming more comfortable either taking that that three shot. You're not wanting that three shot all the time with Giannis, but he's becoming more comfortable with it. He's taking it if he has to. But he's also becoming more comfortable dishing it out. He, He doesn't mind giving it to Bledsoe or George Hill or Matthews or DiVincenzo, which... Again, fine in the regular season. I just don't know if those shots are going to go down in the postseason. We'll see how clutch those guys are. Um, so, yeah, th- this it, Milwaukee has clinched a playoff spot. First seed, home court advantage in the playoffs is theirs to lose right now. They, they're eight games up on Toronto for... Um, I think Toronto is second or third in the East, but they're they're eight games up on Toronto, so it would be a massive slide for Milwaukee to sort of fall off on that. Uh, let's head over to the second half of the doubleheader tonight. We had the Lakers taking on the Pelicans. The Lakers were were in control for most of this game. They let the Pelicans hang hang around until the end, where LeBron just dominated. LeBron James. 40 points tonight, first 40-point game this season. He also had eight rebounds, six assists. LeBron just was taking heat checks near the end, and he was just popping threes. He he was on fire tonight. He played 34 minutes. Yeah, 5 of 11 from three, so 45% three, 
from three-point range. That's not too bad. Uh, seven turnovers, a little concerning, but that's, again, the kind of player that you get with LeBron. Uh, AD, another double-double. He had 21 points, 14 rebounds. Slight injury concern in the fourth quarter where he went to go block. I think it was Drew Holiday's shot. He went to block that, and sort of his, if you watch the replay, his arm hits the, the glass, the backboard, and then his elbow sort of pops back too, which is just, it just looked awkward. Um, he did come back. There was concern that he was going to be taken out, but he did play um, the next, you know, after the next whistle. So he seems to be okay. Um, in yeah, interesting night with uh, with AD. Three, his threes are looking really good. I'm not as uncomfortable as I was before with him bringing the ball up the court. Uh, when I first saw them doing that, I was like, ah, I don't know if I really want to be doing that. But they don't really have a lot of other guys who are bring. You know, you can have LeBron bring the ball up the court. You can, you know, up the court. Caruso, I guess. Danny Green, Avery Bradley, KCP. But, you know, Rondo's been struggling. KCP, I, I wouldn't really trust. Avery Bradley, I wouldn't really trust. That's, that, that just goes to speak to the level of how much I trust Caruso as well. Uh, Caruso, t Caruso had an absolute hot streak in the fourth quarter where he blocked Lonzo straight up, like clean block, like all ball. He Literally all ball, not even like, like a joke. Like he got all of the ball. He blocked Lonzo and then hit a three, or Lonzo hit a three afterwards, but then he hit a three later, get the crowd going, and then he hit another sort of lay, like tough layup for two points. So he he had a great night himself. Caruso had eight points, three rebounds, eight assists. I I I, I think this Caruso guy is good. I think that I think he's better than people like i know he's a joke and i know he's a meme but i think this caruso guy has actually got something there i i would not be surprised if caruso will you know he's going to get some playing time i don't know about starting time because the lakers have their you know starters but it is, you know avery bradley started tonight i don't know if maybe caruso would get a chance to start too avery bradley tonight no points in 21 minutes he had four rebounds and assists and a steal um, yeah, 0 for 8 tonight was Avery Bradley. I, I, I don't know. Maybe you see Caruso getting some starting minutes, potentially. Definitely in the playoffs, I could see Caruso getting some starting time. Maybe the finals. That's a good question. KCP with 29 minutes tonight. He had 15 points. The resurgence of KCP is also another cool storyline with this team. Of how KCP was sort of the butt of jokes and even from somebody like myself who's a Lakers fan not a hardcore Lakers fan but like every time I saw KCP shoot, shoot last year I was like oh fuck this is not going in and you know nine times out of ten it wasn't going in whereas you know like every good thing he did last year he did three things wrong like it was like one step forward and three steps back with KCP it was just like why? Why are you here? Why are you on this team? And then when I br when they brought him back again this year, it's like, wh wh why? What what th what did he do to deserve to be you know brought back? And he's really had a resurgence this year. He he's becoming a better, stronger player. He had 15 points tonight. 
uh, shooting almost 43% from field goal range just tonight. Uh, he's averaging almost 10 points a game. He's got nine and a half, two rebounds and assists. Um, you know, in his last 15 games, he's putting up 15 points against New Orleans. He got seven on Sunday against Boston, uh, 12 points against Memphis, nine against Denver, 13 against Phoenix. Like he, you know, he has a couple of those, you know, double digit nights and, you know, sometimes he's not, he doesn't shoot a lot from three, and usually you don't want him to because his three-point figures have been, yeah, like he, he tonight was three for seven, so forty-three percent for the field, which, you know, not too bad. One for three on Sunday, one for six against the Grizzlies, and three or seven against Denver, one for two against Phoenix. He, he doesn't get to the free throw line a whole lot either, which I don't know if that's good or bad, like. Missed both of his free throws tonight. Three of five against Memphis. Made all four against Phoenix. Didn't have any free throws against Boston or Denver. Like, you know, he's got a 63% field goal percentage, or free throw percentage. I don't know if maybe that's something that he could be working on. It's just free throws and, you know, just working on driving instead of taking that, you know, those. Three. I know the three is a high, you know, the better percentage shot, but. It could be an asset coming down in the down the stretch into the postseason. Um, AD is still the best Lakers free throw guy. AD, 90% from the free throw line tonight. He he's he is a stud at the free throw line. Just yeah, just incredible what he's doing at the free throw. Eight like 84% free throws this year as a Laker. That's 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 some really good. That's some. I think that also goes to show about how talented AD is and how well he can really shoot. And he's become you know, as good as he is in the interior, he's just as good in the perimeter. He's basically what Philadelphia wants out of Embiid. Like Embiid, we know has the really good interior, but they 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 think he has AD perimeter game and he doesn't. MB does not, but AD has really got a strong perimeter game. Uh, talk about the Pelicans. This was Zion Williamson's first game against the Lakers, and he had 29 points, six rebounds, three assists. There there were times where he looked like he was dominating everybody out there, and then there were times where it looked like he was being dominated out there. So he he's got a lot he can work on and. He's Zion Williamson. I, I don't know if he's winning Rookie of the Year. I really, I, I really hope he will. I really hope he would win Rookie of the Year at the beginning of the year. I don't know that he is now because of the injuries and Jaws having such a great season. Um, I, I really, I really like watching Zion. Zion is becoming one of my favorite guys to watch, and just seeing the talent there. And tonight when he got that rebound over JaVale, it was like, holy, this guy can jump too, like, he, he can do everything, Zion can do everything, he can shoot, he can pass, he can rebound, like, Zion can do everything, I, I like to see the Pelicans play the, La like, I like to see the Pelicans play the Lakers, not just because I think the Lakers can beat the Pelicans easily, I also just want to see Zion in, in, in postseason uh, atmosphere. Uh, also for the Pelicans tonight, Brandon Ingram, who is having a, a, a real resurgence as well. 34 points, 7 rebounds, 4 assists tonight. 60% field goal percentage for Ingram. 3 point needs a bit of work. He just 
shot 309, so one for three pretty much. Uh, Three-point land, seven and eight at the free throws. Not a bad night for Ingram. I really, I, I really am glad to see him do well in New Orleans because I didn't know what he was doing with the Lakers that was making him successful. I- Ingram was, I guess, a, like people always compared him to KD, but I just, I didn't know what he, what, what, what was his strength or weakness? Like as an ISO player, was he like, was, was he like Carmelo? And when you look at him, he, he's, he's kind of a more athletic Carmelo if that makes sense he Carmelo now is kind of like Ingram but Carmelo doesn't drive or there's not a lot of movement basically it's just you know pass and shoot like he receives the pass and shoots Ingram can dribble a bit more he can make a few more moves um and it's also because Ingram's younger Ingram just has that athletic ability at his age to go and to do that Melo doesn't quite have that same sort of explosiveness that he that he did in his prime. He could, he could do all the stuff that I think Ingram could do, but just right now Melo's just too old. Um, also for the Pelicans tonight, Drew Holiday was uh, one assist short of a double double. He had eleven points, nine assists, five rebounds. Lonzo Ball ten points, eight rebounds, eight assists. Uh, it was good to see Lonzo tonight. I, I hadn't I hadn't seen a whole lot of him since he's moved to New Orleans. I, I think the fit is good. I, I you know what you're getting here's the thing, you know what you're getting with Lonzo Ball. He's not a three he's not a specific three point shooter. He can shoot the threes. He went two for six tonight, so he can shoot, you know, a third of his threes. But he's not going to be the Steph Curry, you know, Shoot, 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 shoot! Like he—he's he, just not. That is, it's just not his, um, you know, not his game. His game is to pass, to dish, to be a playmaker. And luckily, he's got the guys to make the plays. He's got Drew Holiday. He's got Zion. He's got Brandon Ingram. JJ Redick can, you know, shoot some threes. He didn't tonight, which was weird. Um, you know, he Lonzo, I think. I think Lonzo is a good fit with New Orleans just because they have the other offensive pieces to score and to get buckets. So I really like having Lonzo with New Orleans. Um, yeah, Redick tonight just three points. He didn't take Redick didn't take any threes, which is really surprising. That was concerning as well that he didn't take any threes. Um, Josh Hart. Man, Josh Hart minus sixteen in the plus minus category tonight. Really tough night for Josh Hart. He he struggled. I mean, one three, so he had three points. He had three rebounds. He had an assist. He had three steals. So credit to that. But you know, two fouls. Just tough, tough night for Josh Hart in his in his return to L.A. You know, this season Hart's got ten and a half points. Got six and a half rebounds. Um. You know, he, he shoots 74% from the free throw line, but he's he, unfortunately just not enough of, not enough of it. Like, he's not enough of a, how can I say this? He doesn't make, he doesn't have a big enough impact for a long enough time, if that makes sense. He, he, he has his spurts of being an impact player, and then he just has games like tonight where he just makes a three, he, he, he needs to be scoring more. I, I don't know if 
you need to get him the ball more or four shots is enough for him to succeed. Um, it, it just, you know, I get that, you, you know, Drew Holiday, the guy you want taking 20 shots. Ingram, you want taking 20 shots. Williamson, you want 20 shots. So there's 60 shots right there. There's, ele- you know, 11 to Lonzo. So, you know, there's 70. Um, Nico Melli tonight. He had 11 points. He he was all right. He had a he had a decent night. Five of eight uh, shooting the ball. Um, you know I I don't know if he you know I, I don't know who should have to take less shots. I mean Derek Favors only took five. Maybe give some to Hart, but there's just you know four shots isn't a lot. But you know maybe if you give him more shots, then you'll get Hart going. You really don't need him because Hart is sort of the seventh man of the team. He, he's the, you know, fourth guard behind Zoe and Drew and Redick. So he, you know, you're not, you're not asking a lot of him. But if you'd like him to be more of an impact player, then you, you probably need to get him more opportunities. Uh, the guy I was surprised who we we didn't see tonight. I I don't think he's injured. I thought we were gonna see, maybe see more of Jackson Hayes, but there was nothing of him tonight. Um, you know, he, he seems to be losing minutes every game. I mean, he, he, you know, his minutes have dropped. You know, he had 11 against Portland on February 11th. He had 8 against OKC on the 13th. That was before the All-Star break. And then after the All-Star break, they had 6 minutes against Portland three against Golden State, none tonight. Like, Jack, Jackson Hayes, he was a first-round pick. I, I thought he would be more of an impact player with the Pelicans this year, and clearly it just hasn't happened. Uh, I, I don't know what the situation is with Hayes, why he's not getting as much time as he maybe should. Um, you know, I, I, I think Hayes is a talented player. I don't know if he... He's going to get starting minutes because you got Favors and Williamson, and those guys, I think, deserve playing time. But Jaleel, you know, Jaleel Okafor gets four four minutes, and, you know, he gets two rebounds and a foul. Is Okafor really more valuable than Jackson Hayes? I don't know. But that was just another interesting note on tonight's NBA game with uh, New Orleans and the Lakers. In La La Land, so big win for the Lakers. They're still first in in the West, uh, forty four and twelve. Pelicans are tenth in the West, twenty five and thirty three. Pelicans, I believe, are three games back of a playoff spot for Memphis. They got Portland and San Antonio that they're also competing with to uh, get a playoff spot. Let's head over to hockey. Let's talk about some puck here. Um, the Vancouver Canucks. Beat the Montreal Canadiens. Came back down 2-1 after 1. Tyler Toffoli with the game winner. Thatcher Demko. 37 saves. A- excellent job for the Vancouver for the Vancouver Canucks. Um, this is a critical, critical, critical time for the Canucks. They are without Jakob Markstrom. They picked up Louis Domingue at the trade deadline who... Jeff O'Neill said it's an NHL starter. I, I know he's had some struggles this year, especially being with New Jersey. And, you know, he had a good run with Tampa last year. Uh, I think the Ming can be somebody who, if they need to, can go on a bit of a run. But it, it, you don't really need him, I guess, if Thatcher Demko is just 
killing it out there. 37 saves tonight. Vancouver 4-1-1 in the last six. Um, hard to believe. Montreal, I think, were favorites coming into this game, too. Shotgun Jake, two points for his, you know, for his efforts tonight. Bo Horvat got two points. Godet got two points. Yeah, this is a big time for Vancouver. They need to go, you know, if they want to cement themselves as, Stan, you know, Stanley Cup contenders, they can do so right now without Markstrom and without Brock Besser. I, I really, I, I don't know what their schedule is necessarily like. They got an East Wing, I guess, with Montreal. They got to play Toronto, I think, on Saturday, and then Ottawa afterwards, or maybe Ottawa between, probably Ottawa on Thursday, I'm guessing, and then Toronto Saturday on Hockey Night in Canada, and, you know, those are all winnable games for Vancouver. Realistically, they're not probably they're probably not going to win all those games, if we're being honest, because you know that's just not how it works. They, they just, unless they go on a big street, they usually won't. You know, there's so much parity, and Vancouver is still too inconsistent to think that they'll win all the games. But those are all teams they can beat. Toronto is a team they can beat. Ottawa is a team they can beat. I don't know what the rest of their East Swing is like, but they should be able to beat those teams. And the rest of their division got better during the trade deadline. Vegas got better with picking up Robin Leonard and Alex Martinez. Edmonton got better with Anthony Ciu and Mike Green and Tyler Ennis. And Vancouver got better with Toffoli. I, I would say Ming... I'm high on Domingue for some reason, but I, I think he makes them a better team. And, you know, their decor, I, I think their decor had a decent night tonight. Hughes struggled. He had a minus two tonight. Tanev had a minus two tonight. Um, but Hughes also got an assist. They're... they're the Canucks should be a playoff team. And I see them either being the number two or the number three in, in the West. Um, they just need... They, they can definitely go on a run here, and they probably should beat all these teams. Uh, you know, by... by I, I don't know if Thatcher Demko is going to make 37 saves all the time, but Vancouver... If Vancouver doesn't if Vancouver loses to one of those teams I would be disappointed uh Ottawa or Toronto I would I would be disappointed uh speaking of Toronto the Maple Leafs beat Tampa Bay 4-3 tonight ending Tampa Bay's home winning streak um it, it, it's it's a big win for Toronto considering how Worried everybody was after they lost to David Ayers on an emergency goalie on Saturday. Uh, John Tavares, two goals tonight. Good for him. William Nylander got two points. Um, you know, I, I, I really, I have to give credit where credit's due tonight because it seemed like these guys were just work. Yes, Marner got them. They worked harder. Marner got a minus one. I get that. You know, Matthews was even. Tavares had a minus one. But, you know, Tavares got 20 minutes of ice time. Matthews got 23 minutes. Marner got 22 minutes. Hyman got 22 minutes. Like, 
those are the guys that need to be getting more ice time and need to be grinding like there's no guarantee that the Leafs are going to get a playoff spot you guys have to be grinding it and working your ass off the entire time and I think they did tonight I think they did a good job uh, Matthews had a tough time in the faceoff dot he only won 38% of his faceoffs but you know it's those guys have to be playing like Matthews I don't even think last year that was obviously a different coach but Matthews I don't even think got 20 minutes in game seven against Boston last year like those guys got to be getting 20 to you know 22 minutes a game 23 you know 23 48 almost 24 might be pushing like Matthews almost got five minutes of power play time tonight which is saying something but yeah, it's it's good to see that those guys are get you know those are the guys that should be t- like the, the the like everything starts with them, everything ends with them. Like your whole t- if your whole t- if fifty million dollars is going to be spent around those guys, then everything has to be based around those guys. Um, I, I thought tonight was was good for them. Also, shout out Tyson Berry to assist tonight for Tyson Berry. Twenty four minutes of ice time too, so big night for him. Uh, on the Tampa side of things, you know you got a mixed bag scoring by committee. You got Pat Maroon with a goal, Gord got a goal, Kucherov with a goal, Stammer with an assist. Um, tough year for Steven Stamkos. Twelve minutes and thirty seconds of ice time tonight. Sixty six points. 66 points for Stammer tonight, or the season, and he's, you know, age 30, and he's still only getting, like, 12 minutes of ice time, so he got 20 the other night against Arizona, but he only got 12 tonight, so must have been a long time on the PK if you're a uh, Tampa Bay Lightning guy. Um, Barclay Goodrow got an assist in his first game. He pl- he got almost two minutes of penalty kill time as well. Um you know, I, I, I don't know I, I don't know if I'm Tampa Bay that trading my first round picks were a smart move. For guys like Blake Coleman who Blake Coleman just took a penalty tonight. Um one shot on goal. He he's more of a, you know, grittier type guy, but you know, you trade two first-round picks for Coleman and Goodrow, and you get a combined one point, one hit, or eight hits, one shot on goal. Like, I, I, I don't, I don't know, I don't get it. I don't understand why Tampa Bay did that. Uh, on the back end, Shattenkirk got two assists. Um, you know, their older D guys, Shattenkirk and Bogosian and Coburn, Coburn each. You know, 12 minutes for Coburn. Bogosian got 14 minutes. Shattenkirk got 13 minutes. Um, you know, they're, they're going heavy with Sergachev and Hedman and Cernak. So, you know where Tampa Bay is going. Like, Tampa Bay's already sort of figured it out. What they... How... How to win or what their method to be successful is. Toronto is still trying to figure that out in fucking February, almost March. Um going to go on for a longer pod, I guess, too. Uh, You know, I I just, now you're really, but now you're really, if you're Tampa Bay, you're just putting all the pressure on your team to win right now. That's what you're saying. It's like, we've traded two first-round picks 
we are going all in right now. They, like, we cannot lose. We cannot fail. That is, I think, what you're saying. If you're the lightning to the rest of your team and to the players who are playing, you know, putting on the lightning jersey and playing for you, you're saying, we can't lose. We're all in. Go and win. Um, in New York tonight, in Long Island, the Rangers beat the Islanders 4 3. More hockey. Uh, Mika Zabinajad scored 28 seconds in the OT. Uh, Pajot, John Gabriel Pajot scored his first goal as a New York Islander. But it was the Rangers who were taking it, who are my hot take is that they're going to beat Toronto for that last spot in the Atlantic Division. Um, 45 shots on net for the Islanders tonight. That, that's, the, that's, the, that's the thing about hockey is that hockey will fuck you because you get 45 shots on net, but the first team that takes a shot in overtime wins and you only get one point. Um, yeah, you know, I, 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 I like the direction that, you know, Pajot was going in. He had a goal tonight. Uh, he had a fight, I believe, against Jacob Truba, which is an interesting, uh, interesting sort of fight, um, sort of matchup. Also got a, a misconduct too, which is um, also interesting. I I would love to see this. I don't know if it would happen, but probably not. But you know, a, a, this would be. I guess the Rangers have to get into the Metro, don't they? They're, they can't get into the Atlantic. I'm sorry, what am I talking about? Why aren't the Rangers and the Maple Leafs in the same division? Clearly, I, clearly it's too late and I need to go to bed. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, Islanders, you, they, you win 63% of the... You got 45 shots on goal. You win 63% of the face-offs. Um... I don't know what GVA is. Does anybody know what GVA is? I don't know the NHL won't tell you, but um, you know what? I I wouldn't sweat this much from the Islanders. You 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 you, you know you you know brush yourself brush you know brush yourself off and you keep going on your way here. Um, the Rangers I hope make the playoffs. I'd love to see the Rangers make the playoffs. Uh, fine. Washington beat Winnipeg 4-3 in a shootout tonight. Uh, Corey Schneider got his first win in almost a calendar year by beating the Red Wings tonight 4-1. Schneider's first win tonight since March of 2019. Blues beat the Blackhawks 6-5 in St. Louis. Big win for the Blues. That's another chemistry-building win. Uh, Anaheim with a 4-3 overtime win over Edmonton. Another 4-3 game. Um, yeah, Sonny Milano. Game-winning goal and the OT goal. Nice job for Milano. I think Anaheim will re-sign him. I, I would think at some point they got to re-sign him. Uh, tomorrow night, you got, you got some more hockey tomorrow. So tomorrow, you got Edmonton in Vegas. You got Buffalo in Colorado. You got Pitt in L.A. Uh, obviously, the picks are Colorado, Vegas, and... Pittsburgh. Those are your picks for that's that's those are my picks tomorrow. Uh yeah, that's uh yeah, that's gonna be SYP today. Thank you very much for listening. Uh much appreciated. We got some more stuff coming out here pretty soon. 
Thank you. Thank you again for listening. We hope you enjoyed it, and we can't wait to give you another one tomorrow. Peace out.